hello, hello. Welcome to the degenerate version of the Lefko Show. Oh. I'm here with David Ingber, a real degenerate. I'm a reasonably prudent. I would say you're the opposite of a degenerate. Okay, I'm a generate. Is there any, you're a generate? Yeah, I don't know, I'm, that's not a word. Is there anything in your life that is somewhat degenerative? Uh, you do like to play poker. The sheer number of cooking videos that I've watched for, of foods that I'll never, ever make. See, that doesn't sound degenerate. Degenerate to me is like gambling and drinking. Oh, and sure. And going out on the town and being a bad boy. i tell you what I enjoy is a, uh, a weed gummy. Really? I do, I do enjoy this a, is little, making me very happy. a little fall asleep weed gummy. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, you ever taken it and then something you had to do something and you, it kind of caught you by surprise? Um, you know, you know what it is, is like, cause I go to sleep at like nine 30 or 10 o'clock and then waiters over here (laughs) and then you wake up cause I have to, you know, go pee at like one in the morning and you forget that you're high and you wake up and you're like, why is the bathroom 8 million miles away? (laughs) I love that. We look, I I love me a good daddy cigar. I had to slow it down though. Cause my voice was getting all messed up. I bring out the degenerates because we kind of got two on the show today. Sean Merriman and Bob Mennery. Sean Merriman was a big-time sack artist for the for the then San Diego Chargers. A big dude. Large. Takes dense, up an elevator type guy. Dense. Yeah. Also, just talking to him, you're like, you've lived an interesting life. Sure. You've partied hard. You celebrated. And then Bob Mennery, who you may know from Instagram, uh, you may know from Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. He is the voice of... And Johnny said that boneless wings suck. Well, guess what? Like he does that whole thing and yeah. then he has to roar. Um, he, he, you know, Ripper Magoos and all that stuff. That man gets down. He can't turn off the voice, which was interesting. Like a lot of people no, say that's like. that's his voice. Yeah, like because I met him off camera. He's like, hey, how's it going? I'm Bob. And I was like, huh, that's, wow, that's the way you talk. Cool. Well, that's, you know, when you meet like the Jim Nances of the world, you're like, oh, that's, you must announce everything. Right. Yeah. People think that my. Like, my graveliness is like an act. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish. You do sound different, though. People should go, if you're, if you're a Lefko fan, you should go out and watch, like, Seinfeld cast and all those, like, old school clips of you. But, like, you do sound different. Like, your voice has changed. I feel like my voice has been the same since I was 14. It's because of my degenerate lifestyle. <laughs> there you go. That was an explanation. When I was a senior in college, me and my friend Brad... Uh, I was like, listen, I was like, my professor has been talking about if you want your voice to be deeper, you should drink scotch. And so I didn't like my voice in college. And so we went and got a, a bottle. We, we splurged and got a bottle of Johnny Walker green. Oh, how much is that? 120. But yeah. we split it and we're like, every day after school, we'll have a nice glass of scotch. Well, voice lowering session. And let me tell you, that first sip, boy, we didn't know how much scotch sucked. Because <laughs> we were like in college. We're like, Jack and Coke. And that first sip of scotch, I was like, we have to drink this whole bottle? And we probably finished like a quarter of it. I do think that I would have had like, you know, a sliding doors career as a voiceover artist if like they had the auditions had come to my apartment right when I first woke up from a hangover. <laughs> because I could do the like, come to, I mean, give me a product, you know? Uh, Pert Plus. Yeah. If you're in the shower and you need a burp plus, reach for the green bottle. You know, like I could do that, but it's like eight times more fry. I know. You do this little thing at the end too. Vocal fry. That. Uh, 
It gets into like the like a '60s broadcaster. Voice. It's like a very sort of like sexy thing in the voiceover world to have like a really good vocal fry. It's not for everything. So, what do you mean by a fry? Uh, you hear how it kind of like gravels out? I don't even know if I could do that right now. So it's like you can say ah, there's no fry. But uh, ah, uh, I drink. Coffee. And there are some people that are like experts just at vocal fry. It's for like very like kind of sultry, maybe like yeah. uh, you know late night yeah. commercial type of thing. Very big in the uh, in the voiceover community. If you've got a good vocal fry. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of when I first did the Tuesday show, I got a lot of tweets that were like, "What's wrong with this guy's voice?" <laughs> and then after a while, people are like, "I kind of like your voice." I'm like, "Okay," but uh, Bob Menery's voice coming up later—that's what we were talking about. Yeah. First, we're gonna do Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman, uh, very uh, cool football career, but now in the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports. So here's our conversation with Sean Merriman. I'm currently on set with a man that's got style, swag, and will knock you lights out. Sean Merriman, you look good. You Thank look you. clean. Appreciate it. You got your own MMA league. Yeah. Going to be on Fox. Yes. Uh, how is life? It's great, man. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, when you get done playing football, you, you're looking for, like, that next thing. Hell, they, yeah. They, that passion. That and, life shift, That bro. life shift, man. I tell everybody, like, that first year or two, you're done. I just finished talking to Antonio Gates the other day because he's just, you know, he's he about retired. to go through it. He just retired. And I said, look. That first year is tough for anybody. I don't yes. care who you are, and you can have a ton of things to do. But, man, it's just, it's just still tough. It's a new lifestyle. When and did you wake up and say, I'm not going to think about that shit anymore. I'm going to focus on what's next. Well, that first year, you always think you can go back and play, right? That competitive nature. you like, Wh- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this couch thing or, you know, just go do the, the easy workouts at some local gym or Impress whatever. everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after that, you, you finally find a way to get over it and say, I'm moving on. And a lot of guys, when they're done, they don't even watch football immediately. They do not. Uh, they do not. A lot uh, of Let's guys. be real with everybody. Yeah. A lot of football players don't even like to watch football at all while they're playing. Right. Like, that's not a shock. Well, you watch it to study the film of the opponent. Yeah. And it's funny because our film – looks different than what's on TV. Absolutely. There's no sound. There's like three angles and you're looking at formations. Yeah. You're not looking at like who's when, what cleaves and yes. all the stuff that normal people watch on TV. 100%. Lights out MMA. Yes. I remember when you were getting into that world. Yeah. And we're starting to see a lot of NFL players. I feel like some of that's their playing after football too. Mm-hmm. How do those worlds, what are, what are the great similarities between those worlds? Well, uh, Lights Out Extreme Fight, man, as you said, we got picked up uh, by Fox Congrats, Sports back in, back in May. Um, but it was something that I was always destined to kind of fall into, right, because I was training during the off-seasons of football. I just wanted to get better on my hands and, and, and violent. Were you with, one of the first guys to use MMA? Exactly, yeah. Were I you with Glazer? Tra- or with like- Glazer. I was a it's, really the first one to kind of transition over into that world. Because now and I see Lane Johnson and all these oh guys. Oh, man, I walked in. It was like Randy Couture now. I'm like, hold on, we're not sparring today or nothing. No. I'm just trying to get my hands right. Yeah. And uh, so I knew I was going to be in the sport when I retired. I just, we, we didn't, under, like, I didn't know how. Yeah. And I didn't know whether I was going to be fighting or I didn't know whether it was going to be what I'm doing now. But sure. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't fight because I would have kind of been pumping up another organization. Right. And if I did fight now, it would be in Lights Out Extreme Fighting. So you were able to go, instead of being an artist on the label, I'm going to own the label. Right. Business moves. Yeah. 444 Jay-Z type you of know shit. It. Absolutely. How do you give that advice to young guys? Um, first of all, before you do anything, get with somebody who's in the industry, who's made it. Yeah. Because obviously they made a ton of mistakes already. And they, when they say, hey, don't do this right here because this 
I got my ass in trouble doing this. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's telling you don't do it because you can save a lot of time, a yeah. lot of money, a lot of headache, and don't go through, you know, like my process sped up really fast. I mean, we just launched back in May. That's crazy. And, you know, we're already on a major network. So, Can I talk about your NFL career? Yeah, man, let's do it. Um, is it weird just seeing Antonio retire and Phillip Rivers? We don't know. Like, they've been there forever. Yeah. Forever. What's that like for you to see? It's weird, man. For one, you start to feel really old, right? Yeah, Because you real. come into the NFL, and I was 20 years old when I came in. Wow. So, you know, I'm like the young gunner. You walk in the locker room, and it's LT, Phillip Rivers, Lorenzo Neal. I mean, yeah. you just go, go through it. And now you're seeing kind of the last piece of the era that you came in. Right. Retiring and not knowing what, what's going to happen with Phil. What, what was your draft class here? 05. 05. 2005. It's crazy. Like, I still see Terrell Suggs is playing. He was 03. Like, there are some guys, oh, Tom Brady. Right. Like, it just doesn't even make sense because of how hard that game is on the body and the mind. Yeah, I mean, and, and to stay with, for, first of all, it's just to go one or two organizations in that longer period. Like, oh, I, like Suggs, I would say, dude, that's, that's on another level. And you have these guys, the Ray Lewis's of the world, who can yeah. play 15-plus years at a high-impact position, but it's not normal. These guys are just freaks. When you and Sean Phillips were kind of owning the edges and all that stuff, and I'm, I'm sure you know AFC South, you had Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. Yep. Do you like duos? Like, I'm looking at the Niners, and I see Bosa and those guys. D Ford, yeah. D Ford. What's it like when you got that pass rush duo? Because it kind of has that Bash Brothers feel to it. Yeah, and it's so funny because, uh, you know, Sean Phillips never really got the credit. Ever. He never really got the credit because, you know, I was the, the Flash, and I had the sack dance. You know, the sack and, dance, you know, I yeah. Had the, the cool nickname. But to, to be honest, without a Sean Phillips on the other side, then you just double-team me all day and, and, and take me off of the board. Sure. And – Knowing that other guy on the other side, you got somebody like Sean Phillips. Like, man, you can go out and play football because they can't double-team me every play because he's going to go out and make a play. Can't. Uh, Maryland guy, right? Yeah, Terp. How the hell does this school that hasn't had a lot of team success yeah. put some of the freakiest guys into the NFL? You know what? You, yeah. Vernon Davis, Torrey Smith, like, and there's so many more. Stephon Diggs. Damn. But, like, where are those guys coming from, man? What's that pipeline? From that PG County, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Yes. I always said this, if, if and obviously I still work at the school really close with Mike Loxley, who's the head coach sure. now, who left Alabama and now is at back, hey, home, back home in Maryland. Um, if guys in D.C., Maryland, Virginia stayed home and went to one school, there's nobody. We, we can beat everybody in the country. And it's such a small state. It's it's so – that metropolitan area is yeah. small, but it's so much talent. That's like in the weird places in, in Virginia where Vic and, and yes. Iverson and all uh, these guys are from. Bet not bad news. Um, like Newport or Newport something. News. Newport Newport. Yes. Know? So it's just they got these pockets out there. If you – if all the – guys from D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Liberty City, Liberty, Miami. Yeah. yeah, each little pocket. Each little pocket. You look at the people that's coming out of there, you're like, hold on, what are they putting yeah. in this water out here? Because it's crazy. What do you think made you such a good pass rusher? Uh, my mentality, man, to be honest. Uh, you, you know, people see me, they like, oh, you're big, you're strong, you're fast, all yeah. that stuff. But I'm like, there's a lot of that in the NFL. You walk and see, like, I just walked up and seen Derrick Henry just now. I'm like, holy. Oh, Can you dude, talk about that? This dude plays running back. We're neck. We're we're eye to eye. Yes. We're eye to eye. He plays running back. And then you see him spin Earl Thomas around. Uh, and you know his, his mentality and the way he runs the ball. Now everybody's not built like Derrick Henry, but this guy runs with an aggression. He mm. runs with 
a, a, a mindset that he's not going to be taken down. And for me, in pass rushing, that's what it's about. You got to be nasty at that position. Yes. You can't be a nice guy. You got to have mentality to go out there for four quarters and be dog ass tired and still be able to get after guys. Was that something you turned on? Or you just had it all the time? I just, I, I woke up with it. Even now, man, like I just wake up with this motivation every day. And you're like, what's, you know. Why do you think that is? I, you know, maybe it's because where I grew up. I grew up in PG County, Maryland, in our situations and being homeless and all this, you know, yeah. growing up. Maybe that a part, is a part of it. But I also, too, think that it's, it's just my will to always want to get better and keep going forward. And for me, that's, that's what everything is about. Would it be one of those things, too, like you're lifting weights, it's 5 in the morning, and you're like, I've been homeless. Like, would, would it even pop into your head like that? Well, no, it would be more like you remember those times you never want to go back there, yeah. right? It's, be, it's that, and it's also, too, that they you, say the workout of a dude that's been broke is so much stronger than someone that's never tasted uh, it. Oh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And, and then, too, when you come from that place and you take, you know what it takes to get to the next level and get out of it. Yes, there's almost no way you can go back because you got you're in this constant grind state. Yes. You're in this you're in this constant grind state where that's all you know how to do. And when you even when you achieve certain success, yeah, it's not enough because you just keep going. You just keep going. Who are some of the NFL players that their mindset even impressed you? Defense, offense. Who jumps to your mind right away? Well, you know, it's um, obviously Lawrence Taylor was my favorite favorite player. How could he not be? Yeah, growing up, I, I loved. Were every, you rocking fifty six too? Absolutely, that makes sense because of Lawrence Taylor yeah. and. Um, that was that was always like my idol, you know, growing up and the way he played again. He was just nasty, and the people appreciated his nastiness yes. and the way he played. And you know, people ask me all the time, said I, I really do believe that he was the best NFL player ever. Offense, defense, whatever, whatever you want. Yes. I believe that he was the best the best player that's ever played in the NFL. He, he changed. Think about this: like we give Wilt Chamberlain credit for causing them to invent. The three seconds in the lane. Right. You're so dominant, we got to change the rules. Because of Lawrence Taylor, tackles will never look the same. No. Because all of a sudden, they had to be fast. And now, some of the greatest athletes in the world are left tackles. But yep. that's all because of Lawrence Taylor. All because. And they, the three-step drop and getting the ball out your hands. The West Coast the offense. The West Coast offense. Lawrence was Taylor. So anytime you do something, you leave your mark on the game. Well, they got to change up the way things go. Yes. How, how the game is played. 100%. You know, that, that person has to go down in history. Um, I always say that basketball is the perfect sport in terms of matchups because you could kill everybody in the league, but there's that one guy that's going to give you problems. Yep. It's just certain matchups and stuff like that. Who was that guy as an offensive lineman for you? Uh, well, for one, so I played against uh, Marcus, well, with Marcus McNeil. Yes. The big left tackle, right? Texas A&M? Uh, no. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. And uh, you know, six eight, three hundred and forty pounds, long arms. So yeah. I had to see that go- see that madness every Shit. day in practice. Were you there with like King Dunlap or was that? Dunlap, yeah, yeah, Dunlap was there. Uh, Roman Oban, even though he was yes. older in his career, he probably had the smarts too. Oh, he had the smarts. And and I would this we used to you talk about somebody who had my number. Roman Oban couldn't jog ten yards without stopping. If right? you stood next to each other. They'd be like, that dude's going to fuck up that dude. Right. Yeah. And he would block me all the time in practice. I yeah. mean, he had, a, he had a rod in his leg. He couldn't move. He, he couldn't knew move. what you were going to do. He, I could not. He gave me problems in practice, and I never could figure out. Yeah. He was one of those guys. What do you hear promoting right now? Uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Nice. Uh, How can we watch it? So go to LightsOutXF.com. Uh, our next event will be uh, at the Commerce Casino, uh, March 13th. And nice. then two weeks later, we're in San Diego at Saquon. Shit. Um, I want to give away some tickets, man. And, like, whoever's listening, if you yes. guys, you'll follow us at Lights Out XF on, okay. on social. 
and um, just comment on some of the pitch. Say, hey, man, you're going to give away these tickets. I'll have somebody reach out. And- How about this? If you want to go see this MMA, my listeners call themselves a 33%. Okay. Go on Lights Out XF. Comment 33%. There you go. Maybe a fist emoji. Let Sean Merriman know how we out here and we can set something up. I need you to do one thing. Done. Reach in here, get a random sentence. All right. And what I need you to do is kind of memorize it. Look into that camera where the Yankees hat is and give me your most dramatic actor reading of that line to that camera. We all stand uh, with his massive read. Is that what it says? Massive brain. We all stand in awe of his massive brain. That's okay. too much Casamigos last night. Let me see. All right, let's run it. We let's all stand again. in awe of his we, massive brain. We all stand in awe of his massive brain. And that is Sean Merriman, one of the most feared pass rushers of all time and now the leader of an upcoming MMA. And if you don't know about it, you're going to get hit in the face and he's going to tell you about it. Appreciate you, brother. You got it, man. Thank Same you, here. man. Appreciate it. Not a guy I'd like to fight. Are you going to fight some of these guys? Some <laughs> Bob Menery is fucked. <laughs> uh, no, Sean Merriman, though, is one of those guys where you look at the jacket and you go, I mean, how the fuck did you get that tailored? Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't. Bulging, bulging biceps. Oh, man. You know, now I'm running through the list of people we met in Miami and thinking of who you'd have to fight if we were, like, going to do, like, a draft thing. I think you'd have to cry as you're fighting your hero, Dan Patrick, and you're like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be doing this, but I don't want to fight Alan Lazard right now. Yeah, you're right. It's either Mannery or Dan Patrick. Yeah, sorry, Bob. But I like Bob. Yeah. I think you're going to like Bob, too. You'll fight Dan Patrick to get to Bob. Exactly. Here is our conversation with Bob Mannery. You know what? I'm going to introduce this guy by letting him talk. Uh, my name is Bob Mannery. Good hey. to see you, Mr. Lefko. Uh, Lefko, yes. I wish... When I got my normal pipes, right? I remember the first time I saw your stuff, and I went, when did this guy, how did he get off the track of going, I want to do like play-by-play or something, realize he had it, and then go down that route? I've always wanted to ask you that question. I've always had this little weird voice. In high school, I used to screw with people doing the broadcaster voice and everything, and then uh, my shtick was always like I would go to bars and I would walk up to random groups of people and nice. do, you know, Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers here on ESPN. I would just 100%. screw with, I would fuck with people. And uh, and then decided through Instagram to kind of start something called What Sports Announcers Want to Say But Can't. Right. A little segment. I started with video game glitches and then carried over to just dubbing over. Uh, what was the, the first one that you went, oh, shit, this is a thing? Uh, the first one was uh, the quarterback in college. I forget his name. Takes a snap. Rolls to the left side, flips in the end zone, and I said something along the lines of, like, leaps over those pussies or something like that. <laughs> and then I was like, I pretended like I was a real announcer that got fired from the air because nobody really knew who I was. And still, yes. still people don't. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you're pretty known. I'm getting, I'm getting up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I wanted to fool the world. Right. And so after, you know, it got a little Snoop Dogg reposted. I got Snoop. I got uh, Dan Rue is a big page then. I fooled yes. everybody. So. What's interesting is I was able to get to Bleach Report six years ago because I was the first one on local news to drop references. So I did Seinfeld, rap, and all that stuff. And the the, the kinship there is there's something about something's happening and it doesn't seem like it should be able to happen. Right. And people love that shit. Yeah. And it's... It, you, but you fucked with them in a right way where you're controlling it. What's your fake announcer partner's name? Uh, Peter. Is my, he's not fake. He's real. Everybody thinks he's fake. He's a real guy. He just I don't let him talk. I don't let him talk. 
He's got to earn his spot. And by the way, I want to thank you for having Odell Beckham Jr. on yes. before me here. There was a massive crowd of people surrounded, and now this is like yeah, a morgue in here. There's I don't know here. where they all went. This kid right here, though, looks really excited to I see I mean, there's him. one yes. 13-year-old boy yes. here with a phone. Yeah. That's it. There's one. Um, is it one thing now where you walk around, and that's the demo that comes up to you, and they're so happy? There's a lot of kids, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of kids that are... Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's also these, like, 60-year-old guys that oh. have come up to me, too. So, you know, what I did was I just built- I saw you at the match. Yeah, Tiger Phil. Because I was hosting with Barkley and Pat Perez and Samuel L. Jackson. I saw you up there. And what was wild is the athletes are fans of you, bro. Like, they see you, and they're like, oh, this motherfucker right, right here. Right, right, Is that weird for you yet, or is it amazing? My brother-in-law one day said, when I started to do this, he said, one day there's going to be a time where after a game, you know, guys are going to be in the locker room, and they're going to be talking about you know, I hope I didn't get on Bob Mentory Day or I hope That's got a Bob. Funny. And I, I said, that'll never happen. This is zero percent chance. And it kinda happened a little bit. You know, yeah. I met a lot of good met a lot of good guys uh, in the NFL, NBA and all that that are they're big. That's fans. interesting. It kinda went from not top ten to shacked in a fool. Yeah. You just got Ripper Magood. I got yeah. Yes, yes. Um, are you surprised by this all? I, it's not real. Like I don't even know what's going on. I mean I'm sitting here with you. What and, were like, you doing? I was caddying a country club three years ago. Which is like one of the most humbling things, carrying another man's bags. I was carrying rich. It actually finds, it's funny, I, I'm now coming to a point where I was carrying golf bags for guys that I'm doing business deals with now. Fucking A. So, and there was, you know, it's funny because, you know, a majority of the guys were pretty cool, but there was yeah. a couple guys that were just fucking dicks, and I've crossed paths with them now with what I'm Do doing. Do they remember you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would you, when they were playing golf, would you ever let loose some? Of course. Rip right on a drive. All yeah. I would do is commentate the whole round. That's how I earned my tips. That's awesome. I was just a little uh, monkey. They were like, yeah. dance, dance. You know. Do you ever want to turn it off? Or is it something you're having too much fun doing? I turn it off all the time. I just, I mean, my, my process is very simple. I'll find a clip online. I'll rip it off. I'll go in my car. I'll shut the door. and I. You do them in your car? Always. That's where you I'm don't go in the closet and like, put the clothes around you? Have to you do the car. Three years ago, I slept in a car for two months. I slept in a car for two months. I was broke, catting. I hit rock bottom and uh, ended up sleeping in a car. So I'm very comfortable for some reason in a car. Yeah. Because uh, Front seat, lean all the way back? Front seat. Sometimes I'll even, if I don't have my car there, I'll order an Uber, ask the Uber driver to get out if there's a, like a big clip. Like the Mason Rudolph one. Sure. Mason Rudolph, that big incident that happened. Miles Garrett. Mar- Miles Garrett. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I would order an Uber, ask the driver to get out of the car, and I yeah. would do my shtick in the car. I'm nuts. I'm yeah, absolutely but nuts. It's, but you know, too, as someone that has been where you are and doing what you're doing seeing what you're seeing, those stories are what we all live for. That's what you fucking want, bro. 100%. And it also... Like, do you ever wake up, and if you're not feeling motivated, you think about that shit to get you back on the horse? I'm pretty dialed in. I just keep thinking, what's the next best thing I can do? That's it. My dad yeah. gave me the best advice. What's the next best move you can make? You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have whatever. What's the next best thing you can do? Because your it. dad's a character, too. He's hilarious. Is that where you, like, I'm sure he would love to, to give you that credit. He gave me the pipes, definitely. Yeah. He definitely gave but me the like pipes. he's like a crooner. He's a crooner. He goes around. They call, he calls them lounge lizards. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck is a lounge lizard? He's like, it's a crooner. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But excited to be here, dude. Super Bowl. It's going to be a good game. Uh, I think it's whoever's going to score early is going to control this football game. I, I got the Chiefs winning. I got That's the Niners because I bet against the Niners every week and in the playoffs, and they oh. fucked me. So I'm flipping it, and I'm betting the yes. Niners heavy. Um. You said what's next is what's going to be best. Yeah. What do you think is what's next? Um, I take baby steps. What's okay. the, what the next best thing for me is not to go out tonight and party. 
That's the way I look at it. Can you control yourself like that? Last night I went out. I got a little wild. I was in Miami. I've never been to Miami before, and I went out, and and I turned it on. Where's home? Home is in Los Angeles. I live in Beverly Hills. And how good of a degenerate gambler are you? I'm terrible. But I enjoy the. What's action. your weakness? Are you like somebody who likes to chase on Sunday nights? No, I just don't care. I'll just make a really big bet out of the blue. Like I'm not there betting every game, like yeah. you know. But I'll just, you know, I'll have a couple cocktails and I'll just fire on on, on some games. I know you do a podcast. We do. Ripper uh, Magoos. Ripper Magoos. What's it like to be on the other side? It's fun. Do you I, like it? I like your seat a lot better than mine. Oh, it's so much more comfortable. It's so much better. You I control can go any it. fucking direction I want to. I don't know whether to host this thing now. Yeah. I'm feeling weird. Well, let's flip it. Where would you go? Uh, I would, uh, if I flipped it with you, yeah. uh, well, I, I, I haven't done my research, but. Uh, there ain't no research. This you story. know. I'm a fucking jabroni. I would probably ask you, are we going out tonight? That's what I would probably ask you. Well, apparently you're not, but <laughs> I definitely am. If you go, I'm going. Okay. Tequila on me. Done. 100%. Um. When who has been the person that's either slid into your DMs or you've seen in person that it really caught you off guard? I didn't realize I've gotten to that point. Ninja was pretty cool. Ninja the Gamer was sure. pretty good. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Edelman. You guys seem to have really established a friendship with Saquon. Well, we lived together. In the off season. I lived with Saquon for three months. I was his roommate. It was me, Saquon, Sterling Shepard, wow. uh, Saquon's uh, kid, Saquon's uh, manager, yeah. Ken Katz, Cuz. And yeah, how does that happen? It was the weirdest thing ever. Cuz calls me up. He's like, "Yo, uh, you want to come live with Saquon?" I was like, <laughs> "I was dating a girl at the time, and it cost me my relationship because I was like, we were going to settle down, get a place, and wow. relax." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I have an opportunity to live with Saquon for three months, and that relationship is now gone." How many stories? I don't need to hear any, but how many stories do you have for yourself from that? Don't play Saquon Barkley in Connect Four. Saquon that Barkley is extremely good. Very good Connect Four player. Yeah. And he's a hustler, and he's really? taking a lot of money from me. I stopped playing him. Connect wow. Four, there was a lot of Madden played, a lot of high-stakes Madden games. Yeah, I remember seeing you beating his ass, though, a few Oh, times. I beat the shit out of him. Yeah. But he had to give me a – we played with a spread, though. He gave me 14 points every game. 14 points. So, yeah. Um, did you grow up rooting for a team? New England Patriots are my team. Still? Still. And yes. Very interesting to see where Brady goes next year. I don't know. What did you think about the tweet and all that stuff? What was the tweet? A cryptic tweet of him, a shadowy figure in a hallway. I know. I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I'm not even going to touch on it because I'm so nervous as a New England fan that we're going to lose him. My producer's a New England fan, too. Like, <sighs> would bright. it, to see him in a different jersey? I don't think he can do it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know the situation with money or anything like that. I think he said, but I, I just don't think he, I think he's got to finish off as a Patriot, but it's business, so. Well, look, I was watching, so I'm going to be hosting uh, the Tuesday night NBA TNT show, me, Shaq, Candace, and uh, Wade. Congratulations. And our first show is going to be Tuesday, the passing of Kobe Bryant. They had to get Ernie in. Of course. I, I told them, please do it. But it was interesting because Jerry West told a story about Kobe being fed up with the Lakers. Right. Wasn't getting enough money, and he said, I'm going to go to the Clippers. And Jerry's like, you cannot go to the Clippers. Yeah. I find so many similarities between Kobe and Tom. Yeah. Their incessant competitive fire. The fact that they're uniquely intertwined with one franchise. I just can't see Tom put on a Bears or a Chargers. It would hurt me, and I'm not even a Patriots fan. My stomach is turning right now thinking about it. I mean, Shit. they say there's speculation maybe the Chargers, I think, is the, is the team that's um, at the top of the list. But look, at, I don't want to lose Tom Brady. If you were able to interview Bill Belichick, yeah. what's the question you'd want to ask him? Well, I had a chance to meet Bill Belichick. I was with Saquon and all them at uh, Craig's Restaurant in Los Angeles. And Bill, I grabbed Craig oh. and I said, Craig, there's not a lot of times I ever do this, but you need to grab Belichick. I have to meet Bill Belichick. So Bill came over to the table to Saquon and me, and I think we were with all the Giants guys. And uh, he said hello to all them. 
And then I, I said, he said, yeah, I know you are. And I said, Bill, I said, do you mind if I take a picture? Do you mind? He goes, yeah, as long as it doesn't end up on that snap face thing or whatever. Oh. So I have this picture of me, Belichick, and Saquon that's so great, but you can't let down. When Bill Belichick tells you something, Wow, you can't override that's it. That's your level of love for that man. It's stored in my phone, and I want to just show the world, but I can't. You have that on a cloud, right? Like it's. I have it protected. It's in a vault. It's in like a vault. I know there's a photo of me in Idris Elba's phone. Okay. And I just, I need it. I know. I'm never going to fucking get it. I know. Uh, uh, please tell everybody where they can check your stuff out, where they can buy your merch and all that. Yeah, well, our merch is down. We're coming up uh, next month with a whole new thing. But, uh, Congrats. Rip, yeah, Ripper Magoo's podcast is something I'm working really hard on right now. Uh, Bob Mannery on Instagram, Bob Mannery on all platforms, and uh, yeah. Do you want to give a shout-out to the ladies because apparently you're single? I'm going to give a shout-out to my mother. Mom, I love you. I miss you, and I'll uh, see you soon. I'm going to have you do one thing. Pull in here. We're about a random segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Okay. Let's see. What does it say? Induct this Man. So if you can look into that camera with the Yankees head, dude, and say it in your, your best voice, very dramatically. Induct this man. Induct this man. It's beautiful. Good? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. You're the man. At least I didn't have to roar like Buffalo Wild Wings. Which is... What is it like to be watching a show yeah. and the commercial comes on? Is it after the after it wears off a little bit? I hate it. Really? I hate it. I hate my voice. I don't even listen to my videos after I do it. I hate my voice. But the Buffalo Wild Wings thing is all good until they have me in the booth, and they're like, all right, Bob, so we're going to try something new here. We're going to have you roar. And I'm like, what? Roar! So they had me do it like 60 different times. I thought they were fucking with me. And they just had me roar in 60 different ways. It's very yes. hard to do. So I didn't, yeah. I'm happy for you, man. You're the man. It's, it's cool to hear your story. It's cool to meet the man behind all the videos and shit. Yeah. I have a feeling that something's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for the possibilities. I love it. But I appreciate you, bro. You are the fucking really man, Really nice dude. to meet you. Happy Super Bowl. Bob Mennery, follow this motherfucker. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. So again, uh, I'm doing NBA TNT Tuesdays. And what I'd love for you guys to do is to be a part of the show. Because the more you tweet at NBA on TNT, the more likelihood that we can get the 33% on to TV. So as the show is going on, if you're watching, we start, of course, 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights and it goes all the way through. If you're up late enough, though, the postgame show is really where we get the funny stuff in. So if Shaq is making fun of me or I stutter or you think that you can make a left code joke, Put at the end 33% so that I can explain what the 33% is on national television, uh, but also use a good GIF. Make sure it's funny. If it includes like Shaq or something like that, it could be even funnier. Can but, people bust out Queems in this time? Ooh, Queems might be pretty good. Um, I feel like though... Because it's a football basketball crossover, they might not. Yeah, get on they as might much. not air. Because okay. I, I, so keep it basketball focused. That's good. I'm just that's yeah. I'm and you know what? I think the gifts that really work too are, are some that are a little bit cutesy too. Like okay. if it's like a dog, or if it's like a movie. Like I've noticed they've been using a lot of Hulk stuff with Zion. Like it's just gotcha. It, it, it's it, it has to play to everybody. Yep. Um, but if you guys can get on there and just hit up. At NBA on TNT, throw a 33% on the end, make a funny joke about me, and then a GIF. I'm going to be able to read this on air, and I'm trying to get as many 33%ers on national TV as possible. I am the LEFKOE man for David Ingmer. Man and men are pronounced differently, but one gentleman and multiple gentlemen pronounce the exact same. Mm, that is food for thought, and that gentleman is a degenerate. Let's play that music as we drive off into the sunset. 
Love you guys with all my heart and all my soul and all my being. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, you are the reason I'm alive. If you didn't listen to this podcast, I wouldn't be here. If a tree fell in a forest and only David Ingber was there, I wouldn't believe him if he told me it. And I wouldn't tell anyone about it. I deny, 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 deny. deny, deny. <laughs> be well, everybody. Holla, holla, holla. We'll holla at you later.